When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back to talk traders live after episode five. Uh, here with our chief traders correspondent. Here he is. Please, him, how are you? Holy Toledo! What an episode, Holy Toledo. Rob. Yeah. That was wild. I'm so excited to be here, ready to talk, ready to break it down with you. Yes. Okay. We're night. back here in the turret, ready to go after an eventful night here on the traders where, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, shades of it's, uh, 2014, more like a uh, 20 BB 14 tonight. Yeah, you know, it took us back a decade ago. It's, it's we saw this. It's 2024. I'm trying to that. It's it was, yeah, a little more, but no, it's it, it was wild. It was a wild way to go. Yeah. It was a wild way to go, Rob. And I have a lot of feelings about the moves that were made this episode. I have some thoughts, some maybe celebrations, some corrections, but there's a lot to talk about here. Can't wait to dive into it. Yeah, a lot to break down. Uh, lots of funny moments. Uh, big drama between uh, Janelle and Dan, uh, and. Lots of a lot to break down. Looking forward to getting your uh, questions here in the chat as we are live here on Thursday night. A couple of other things to uh, throw out there. We'll be doing a feedback show once again this week coming up on Monday. Go to robinsonwebsite.com slash traders feedback if you have questions over the weekend for Puya and myself. And then also just got the word that we ha will have a traders exit interview this week. How about that? We got it, Rob. We got one. And I'm so pumped, especially on the heels of this episode. I'm sure we have a lot of questions and I can't wait to ask them. Okay. So we will be talking with Janelle as well on Monday. So uh, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, should be, uh, I mean, I've, if we know Janelle, she's going to have a lot to say. She's not going to leave a stone unturned, which yeah. is great. I want as much information as we can get, and I know she's not going to fail us there. Absolutely. Okay. I guess, should we start here with Janelle and talk about uh, how it all went wrong? A blunder, Rob. A blunder was done. I truly feel like Janelle kind of did this to herself a little bit. If I may. It seemed like a self-inflicted wound, though. I, I do wonder, though, you know, we don't. Uh, as we all know, we don't see everything. Um, right. Was there like some drama throughout the day that caused Janelle to get to uh, the round table so hot? Uh, potentially. I mean, for one, we did see Kevin very, very early on say that Janelle was who he wanted to bring up. And then Janelle may have noticed the tide shifting a little bit when she brought up Dan's name. And then obviously we saw that uh, MJ and Sandra and Sheree and Dan sat down and MJ told them Janelle's coming for you. So she could have sniffed out that the tides may have been turning potentially. But I think the error happened at the round table, truly. Yeah, because that where Janelle, like, uh, you know, was, I thought was making some good points about like, yeah, 
I'm not a trader. I'm a person who is throwing out a lot of names. I'm working with the faithful. It's like, yeah, I've been wrong, but I'm still trying. I'm still trying to throw out names and go after people. And, you know, I kind of feel like that it's in the two seasons of traders that I have seen, Puya. I feel like that the people that come in uh, that are hot and like very like loud at these things always get banished and they're never traders. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those, th because here's the thing. Once you see someone wield power enough that they can dictate a couple of votes and it's all wrong, it's very easy to start looking at them as a potential baddie because you're getting out faithfuls and you're being very loud and very wrong and you're influential to a lot of people. So that's not good for me. So sometimes some people could vote it this way to get out of faithful that they do not think they can work with. But then other times you might be looking at it as, OK, this person has to be bad because why are they getting out all the good people? OK. And so, Puya, you mentioned you felt like that uh, there was a specific thing that went wrong for Janelle at the roundtable. I do feel that way. And it happens when Janelle is asked, who do you think are the traitors? Janelle says, Dan, already a good start. A lot of people looking at Dan, a lot of names out there, a lot of Dan. You've nailed it. Then to proceed to say, uh, CT, you've been acting so strange. I feel like you are also a traitor. I was like, oof, okay, maybe not the best move here. Okay. But then, Rob, she hit us with the accusation hand. Now, if you've seen this before, when someone gives you one of these, you know, front forward, thumb up, you know they're about to either roast you or accuse you of some stuff that you are not happy with. And she does this with chess, says, Sandra, you are a damn traitor as well, okay? You are also a traitor. I feel like truly she could have had CT. She could have had Sandra. You name Sandra's name, she ain't going to work with you again. Yeah. So I think you vote automatically at the roundtable. I think certainly a misstep to go to the roundtable and say three names. I'm calling my shot. The traitors are bing, bang, boom, okay? Those are the, those are the traitors. Uh, they're also the people that I've been working with uh, this whole time. So, like, I think you come in with one name. One name and and ride the wave there. You Especially even if you think the all three names are correct, you don't need to give up all three because that's the number one question I'm going to have for Janelle when we do the exit interview is obviously a lot of people have been saying, Rob, we answered this question in the feedback show of so does Janelle know that Dan is a traitor and does Sandra know that Parv is a traitor and they're keeping it secret because the name of the game is get to the end with the traitor, vote them out, win the money. And to me, where I'm standing is if you think three traders are from this gamers alliance that you had named, why are you putting all of them on blast immediately? Mm -hmm. You know, you got to save one or two for later yeah. because you're trying to get as far as you can go. So the Janelle and Sandra thing escalated quickly. We did not hear anything about that. There had been like any sort of like tension between Sandra and Janelle. And I had to clutch my pearls when this happened in the episode. You know, drink that water. You're nervous, aren't you? No, my mouth yeah, okay. is dry. Okay, Sandra. You're a traitor. You're a f traitor. You're a f traitor. You're a traitor, bitch. Please. No, you. I just have to drink my water here for a second. Yeah, you nervous? Keep drinking. No, milk. no. <laughs> I, my, my mouth is dry, okay? I've always thought about that. Do people find people who drink, take a sip of water after they speak, like a tick of being nervous? 
Because I agree, my throat gets dry sometimes too in intense moments. Yeah, I think it's a little different when you're on the podcast as opposed to like when you're like on the witness stand in the courtroom and you're like, uh, yes, uh, yes, I was there. <laughs> Is the hand trembling? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think Sandra's nervous. Sandra's been in worse so. situations than this. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that was funny, though, to get the little tit for tat back and forth there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Janelle sort of like knows that she's going out there, but just uh, to go back and forth with Sandra. I mean, I think that's one of the more heated exchanges we've seen in Traders U.S. Uh, so far, at the very least, 100 percent, especially in this season, because the only other one we had gotten, Rob, really was Phaedra at the end of the episode last week in the turret, which, by the way, Nothing burger. Yeah. Nothing yeah, burger. Classic traders, burger. cliffhanger. Yeah. Yep. 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 So didn't mean anything. Yeah. What? They, they <laughs> let bygones be bygones and moved on. Yeah. So a very interesting round table. Uh, mm -hmm. Janelle ultimately gets caught up here. Uh, we do get to see Dan on the hot seat and yes. Janelle does point the finger at Dan and say, Dan, what do you think? We saw Dan asked point blank several times in this episode. Dan, can we just have a name? Can you say anything, Dan? Uh, there were gotta think about it multiple people gotta think that about said, Dan, do you have a CT in the beginning of the episode? Dan, any theories, an avenue, I, I, a I rabbit like hole? To, I don't want I don't like to say yet. Yeah, I like to keep quiet Processing. and think and then say later. To me, I feel like this is, again, number one suspicion for you if you are looking for traders. Give any name. Because I truly feel like, and, and this is the mentality, I was, I was thinking about this for a little bit today, but if I'm a faithful and I'm actively putting my neck out there, throwing out some names, trying to figure it out and getting some heat for it, even if you're a trader, if you're truly a faithful, if Dan is, I will be infuriated that this man is getting a free pass by not saying anything and I'm under the line of fire only for him to get further than me. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not great to have, but also this is a big brother winner. I feel like if you don't know Dan specifically- Even Kate came in and knew what was going on with Dan. You win everything, right? Yeah, that's you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he will not. And then finally, he finally said, you know what? I think it was you, Janelle. Which this is the coldest take, right? Janelle's name is the only other name out there that could get votes here. And, and if I was Janelle, on. I'd be, since when? Mm -hmm. No, if I'm Janelle, I say, and who else? Name one more. Give us another name. Mm -hmm. Throw one yeah, out Yeah, we there. knew you were going to say me. Who had like a no? Yeah. I, like, I you know, <laughs> it's like, I can't say, it's a secret. Yeah, it's kind of like anybody. when you ask someone, who's your favorite person in the world, but I, you can't say me because obviously I'm number one. That's mm -hmm. how you play that. <laughs> yeah. So Dan did get some votes here. Uh, do we know how many uh, total votes it was for Dan? I it had was at least a close five. one. Um, so they got they got not nine votes for Janelle and the rest for were Dan. So six, five, five votes, Dan. Yeah, I counted at least Peter, John, Janelle, Trishel, Bergie. And that's it because Sheree and Kate voted for Janelle at the end yeah. when it was yeah nine to five. So let's talk about Big Pete. Okay. Pilot Pete. Could Pilot Pete be the undoing? 
of Dan Giesling. Okay. Yes and no. Because, and let me explain what I fear is about to happen next episode. I Pilot Pete's plan, he didn't come up with the strategy of don't tell anyone you have the shield so we all have protection. Okay, That's we don't me. have to necessarily say he's a game changer. We're, um, we're not, we're not. But I love this idea that you are suspicious of three people. So you're going to give this information to them separately. You're going to lie about your, your shield having just to see if it ends up working out if you can take a hit somewhere. I didn't think this plan was going to work. I thought they'd see right through it. Part of it, surely, see, it feels like she's seen right through it. Well, can I say, at the end of the episode, Dan mm -hmm. comes in and says, you know what, I can't, uh, that I cannot stand idly by. I need this one, okay? We need to kill Bergy. Pete says he has the shield, so we got to go for Bergy. Now, we know Bergy has the shield. Uh, Bergy mm -hmm. and Trishel, they are safe. Dan says, uh, let me have the, you gotta let me have this one. And then they cross their references. They, they compare notes. Dan and Parvati both say that, oh, Pete came to me and said alone. That, that alone and he was safe. And Parvati says, so that obviously means he does not have the thing. And it reminds me of another situation from Parvati's past. Back in Survivor Heroes versus Villains, when Amanda Kimmel was trying to get Parvati to flush her idols mm -hmm. uh, at the uh, final 10, I believe, in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. And Amanda said to Parvati, oh, you should, uh, I don't know, but I think definitely play your idol tonight. You know, it's not looking good, Parv. And so when somebody you don't trust is telling you information... Don't trust it. Parvati knows this. But Dan is like, ah, Pilot Pete. Not crafty eh. enough. He's not going to be able to pull one over on me. Yeah. On the geeseling. And and sure enough, Rob, he's going to take the shot. Because he goes in and says, I need this murder. I need this murder. I, we Phaedra just got to have one. Parvati got to kill Sue. This one's for me. And he wants to get rid of Bergy. Now, I can't imagine a world like if you had told me before the season that there's going to come a time where Dan Giesling is going to risk his traitor's game to murder Bergy from Love Island. <laughs> I would not believe you. You're lying to Bergalicious. me. Bergalicious, man. Bergalicious has a target on him now from Dan's side. And I think it has to do with the fact that Bergy has really found himself in this game. He's become more vocal. He's become more passionate. He's even thinking strategically a little bit rob yeah you know it's funny that like the undoing of the gamers could end up being like i don't know if we have a alliance for these guys of like the brochachos of uh, <laughs> that the bergy and and kevin and pete and john and, and john burka <laughs> could you imagine a vegas trip with these four Put that into a movie. The four that nobody was worried about. <laughs> Look at them now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so funny to me because I think one thing that becomes glaringly obvious in this episode is that it was a huge mistake to get rid of bananas for the first murder. I yeah, think why he, do you say that? Because I think given the fact that people are logicking their way into if there is one man, it's Dan. 
Bananas would have been the second most likely man. And I feel like Bananas is someone who's both vocal and puts his foot in his mouth. Yeah. I think Bananas would have had a lot on him at this point that he could have maybe played with. Whereas right now, especially with these four brochachos working together, it leaves yeah. out CT and Dan and CT just doesn't <laughs> seem like he's bad. I just love that those four guys are like, no way the producers would make any of us the traders. <laughs> like we know, like it's definitely no not shot. us. We could trust each other. We're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So now we're in this position where, because Rob, you watch the the next time on the preview? Sure. Of course. Okay. So I did some detective work okay. on the preview. And, and feel free to fast forward ahead or mute up for the next 20 seconds if you're watching us live. Okay. They do take the shot at Bergen and it misses. Because all of them are at the round table for the next episode. You counted the heads. I counted that. I paused it. I looked at everyone. I cross-checked with my graphic and everyone is accounted for. Everyone is there. All 13 of them are there. Yeah. The preview for the next episode is really just like Dan is like very, you know, every Dan is like, there's so much like drags everything out. And Dan is finally going to tell us the person who he's been watching the whole time. Who will that person be? Bergie? Right, because this is my argument. I think no matter what Pilot Pete's giving you, just take the shot at the safe side. It's too early for you to miss a, a gold murder here. Obviously, if it lands, there's some good ramifications there. But I think if it's a little ambiguous and you're unsure, just don't do it. Just don't do it. I think that because to me, it sounded like what he was saying in his argument to wanting to go for Bergy is that Bergy is a surefire vote for him in the next run. And I think Bergy is becoming a little bit more influential. Bergy definitely has like Sandra's ear. Sandra has his ear. So he has some connections. But I think if you want to continue the confusion, you go for someone else. Because I, I would argue that even if Bergy didn't have the shield and Bergy gets murdered, I feel like you still look at Dan because he was the most vocal anti-Dan. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, next time. We'll see. Still, uh, yeah, a, a lot to unpack from all of this. Um, you think that Dan is in hot water? Yes. And I think Dan has one move left to play. And I think he's going to play it in the next week. What is it? Dan is going to throw Parvati under the bus. Now, why Parvati over Phaedra? Because we've heard Dan talk about how that he needs to, when maybe went way back when, when he first like, introduced Parvati. But mm. since that point in time, Parvati has been the much closer ally to him than Phaedra. True. This is true. Um, and he might go Phaedra. I think his move is to call out a traitor, regardless. But the reason why I think it potentially could be Parv over Phaedra is because he knows that Pilot Pete talked to Parvati and told Parvati about it. So in the event that the shot misses and now there's this rumor, he can be like, uh, Pete, tell me, who else did you tell? Like, because someone's trying to frame me clearly. Like, this isn't me, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, I told Parv, he's like, oh my God, that's the person I was looking at. That's the person I've been studying for every day. Um, and like, I've been talking to her. So I feel like I'm a little suspicious on her. I could certainly see that. I think he could also throw out Phaedra's name at this stage, yeah. though. I just don't see him getting the tide to turn on Phaedra. But they got to give him a, a survivor, a big brother person. Like it's uh, like you, you, that it's definitely a traitor is from survivor, big brother. 
Right. And I mean, the question here obviously is he had five people vote him in the last banishment and one of them is gone at this point. The other four are still there. I'm probably going to vote him again. So he still has to convince the other nine votes to not go him this time. I mean, eight votes because one of them is himself. Yeah. Um, And it only takes like two or three people to be like, well, Janelle's gone now, so I'm going to vote Dan. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have a tough uh, hill to climb so we can see what happens there. Okay. We had the return of a old friend here to this week uh, where uh, we got a letter sent to a secret player and Kate, Kate Justine is back. Yes. Listen, Kate was so much fun, a delight to get to meet and, and learn about last season because I'd never watched her on Below Deck and I'm so happy she's getting another shot here. She's just such good drama and chaos and popcorn. And I love that Kevin lost the feud in Tamra and immediately replaced it with Kate within the first five minutes of meeting Kate. Kate is going to be hilarious to watch play this yeah. game. Now, does Kate have any immunity from the traitors? Nope. Kate could have been banished right then and there and could be murdered overnight if they so choose. Should the traitors just murder Kate? I feel like... It's like it depends. Nobody thinks she's a traitor. Well, we don't know that. They they might think she's a traitor because I mean the twist could be they're adding a new traitor into the mix and this is the traitor. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But I I agree. Most people would assume that she's a faithful coming in. But I think there's a couple things to consider, and it's really the dynamic of the castle that you're in, the cast that you're in at the moment. So for example, if you're Dan, you're like, okay, I can't work with Bergie. Uh, John's saying my name. Pete's kind of being sketchy to me. So you're more likely to want to go for them as opposed to Kate, who despite, you know, maybe indicating that, oh, you seem like you win everything. You still don't know. Maybe you could work over Kate. You're not 100 percent sure. So you kind of want to at least get one cycle with her before you're like, you know what? Nah, I was wrong. Let's just murder her the next one. Yeah. And I think that Kate borderline production plant in that she's just here to stir things up. Like she's not trying to play like a good social game or like stay off people's radar. She's showing up at that first round table and just telling people shut up and is like talking and is like going after Kevin. She's got like quips for Dan and Janelle. Well, that's the thing. I feel like Kate has played this before. She understands that to get all the way to the end is a is a very tough feat. She must have also gotten a, a cheeky little appearance feel like everyone else probably got. And it's like, ah, right, listen, I'm a little bit on borrowed time. I'm coming in with nothing to lose because I wasn't here from day one. I'm going to just keep it cute and just be, be messy and like have fun with it. I love that she said it's comedy that they've gotten nobody out and yeah. they're looking at her to help. Yeah. And you know what? That after the round table, they went to offer her a drink. And they said, oh, where's Ek and Sue? What, hap what happened to her? Like, oh, she got poisoned. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking any wine from Pavardi she just offered. Yeah. Pavardi, like She's the picking things up quick, quick. I mean, she's been in the castle once, Rob. I think no matter who you are, that first round should give you a lot of experience. Now, obviously, unless your name's Quentin, I'm probably not really trusting your first time to help you for your mm -hmm. second time. But with Kate, I don't doubt that she understands. Like, she watched Sari, front row seat, watched Sari play this game. And I think, you know, she's going to be a very fun one to watch out for. Yeah. And Hell, a boost to Team her. Bravo. 
Yes, Bra- Bravo lost one and got another one yeah. in place here. Yeah, we haven't talked much about Tamra, who was uh, mm-hmm. the choice for the murder. Um, what did you think about that choice of Tamra? Because after we ended that last episode on where Phaedra says to Parvati, like, hey, keep the name of Bravo out of your damn mouth <laughs> to then pivot back to like, OK, let's kill Tamra. Genius. I think this was a great move from Phaedra because it's like, well, you brought him up now and and I don't want people to be looking at the housewives and they might because now they might be convinced there's a housewife amongst them or whatever. But I think this was confusing. It also makes it because Phaedra was so vocally against, hey, don't talk about housewives like that. No one's going to blame Phaedra for doing this murder at all. No one's going to look at her. The housewives numbers have dwindled now, so they're not really going to be focusing up there because they went from four to two overnight. Mm -hmm. So I think this puts her in a great spot. And I think she, I'm assuming, picks Sheree over Tamara for longevity. Yeah. believes that Sheree's a less threat to her than Tamara would be. You know, it is kind of wild, and tell me if I'm off base on this, but I kind of feel like that, you know, in this latest round, I kind of feel mm-hmm. like that the balance of power in the house, and we spent the last week talking about, oh, it's Bravo versus the gamers. But then just uh, that 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 middle group of uh, the brochachos plus like uh, maybe Trishel and CT, I kind of feel like, and maybe Sandra is like kind of like a like a little bit connected there through Bergy and CT. I feel like that well, that's like the big like healthy like middle group. Well, that's the thing, Rob. I said it on the feedback show. I said I'm not willing to to say that this is going to be an alliance based game until we see more of it next week. And clearly, that didn't end up happening. But I do think there's people that have ruled each other out and are just actively working with each other now. Like those four bro dudes, not one of them thinks the other is a traitor. No, whatsoever. They're, they're so confident. They're, they know right. that they, they've got this. Um, Which is dangerous now because I think you do need that number dwindled down because if they all trust each other, all they need is to pick a name. And that's four votes already accounted for with them. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I see uh, Ms. Brown Sugar in the chat brings this up. So they go to breakfast, uh, and everybody <laughs> sees that Tamara ends up being gone. Uh, Phaedra, like, for, hey, don't talk bad about Bravo. A little, like, nonplussed about the loss of Tamara. Oh, my God. <sighs> Are there any bold eggs? <laughs> I was a little worried. I was like, this is a little too nonchalant from you, Phaedra. One of your housewives is out here. Um, but boiled eggs is what threw me off. Yeah. Boiled eggs. <laughs> any, any boiled eggs left? Any? Boiled eggs. <laughs> Have you, are you a boiled, you seem like you'd be a boiled egg type of guy. What does Rob. that mean? What the hell do you mean by that, Puya? Hey, if it's good enough for Phaedra, it's good enough for you. You I'm seem like a boiled egg kind of guy. I'm just saying you seem like you'd get a little hard-boiled egg action going, you know? Not a mayon egg, just the regular hard-boiled egg. Uh, I don't mind the boiled egg. Yeah, see? (laughs) Well, why are you giving me the third degree then? (laughs) Boiled (laughs) egg. Hard-boiled and soft-boiled. I don't care. Ooh, as long as it's boiled, it's good for Rob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um... You know, the, these continental breakfasts, uh, you know, you got to try to get what you can. Yeah, wherever. I mean, she I, I believe she was having some prosciutto later, which I would have been like, any more prosciutto? Yes. 
Yeah. Now, was the boiled egg, was that foreshadowing for all the bird challenges that we would do today? <laughs> I mean, if it was good on the editing team for putting that in there. What did you think of this challenge, Rob? Because I got to watch this on the UK edition. I believe this was their second challenge on UK, so they switched the order around. But I want to know your thoughts on this challenge. Um, I mean, I thought it was cute, but it did not add anything to it like i mean i really feel like that all of the challenges on the traders like are just like sort of like secret scenes they add nothing whatsoever so at least this was cute at least we had some uh some uh chuckles along the way i you say chuckles i was having belly laughs rob i was living for it i loved all these grown ass legends of their field, legends of the show they're from, making random ass noises running in and out of the castle. And let me tell you, Alan looked like he was loving it too. He was having a good time himself. Yeah, he had fun with it. So, I mean, that was nice. It's just like, in terms of like these competitions, uh, that just, just there for vibes. Well, Rob, we did, we did see a little bit more uh, Phaedra and Castle Daddy action. Yes. Okay. So more bonding. Yeah. Let's talk about Phaedra and uh, CT. Oh, she's he's so silly, right? Yeah, it's a silly man. He's, silly, silly man. He's a silly man. Um, later on in the episode, uh, MJ also was it was uh was she talking to? I'm trying to remember, but she was saying about how uh that somebody is silly. Also, I always have. Mm. When did I stop? What do you mean, like you again? Silly Billy from Philly and Manila. He was a pocket for Philly. Yeah. Was that to CT also? Step aside, Eminem. There's a new MC in town. Her name is MJ. Yeah, this was to CT as well. This is 100% to CT as well. So so, CT is so silly. He's got that charm, Rob. He's got Mm -hmm. that charm. This is a big thing for me where I feel like CT is not going to be allowed to leave because Phaedra is not going to allow him to leave. This is why I, again, think CT is endgame, folks. I okay. really think he's endgame. It could be. Um, so, all right, should we talk about the uh, the bird calls? Uh, so the recreations of the bird call were pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. This was uh, Trishel's bird call. Listen, she nailed it, though. It sounded similar. I love that one sounded like a dog, too. Can we get you to recreate it, Rob? <laughs> the dog or what Trichelle did? No, what Trichelle did. <laughs> nailed it. 2500 added to the prize pot mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, that was a good one. Uh, any other uh, bird calls that were notable to you? Um, the dog one, definitely. And then the one that sounded like a laugh, I also did enjoy later on. Um, but moving away from the bird calls real quick, Rob, I want to pick your brain on this. We had the premise of the mission was six people are going to be playing outside. Their mission is to go find the bird calls and then report them in via walkie talkie for the people in the house to find the bird corresponding to that noise but only the people outside could get the shields yeah and this played out interesting because we had some people be like well i never got to go for a shield yeah yeah what's up with that sandra was why can't there be shields inside the house i'm totally disappointed that there's no shields in the house there should be shields in the house for the people that hate to run like me and phaedra right 
I mean, shouldn't there you, be shields for people who hate to run? You're sacrificing <laughs> your shield opportunity to prevent yourself from from running around. Is the way I see it. I got now, a little worried. Sweat, you get a little Puya, that I thought that uh, the traders were going to kill Sandra at the beginning of the episode. Part of me felt that way too, because once they said, "Listen, this is all you do what you want." And and based on the lovely conversation we had had with Sasha and with Nick, I was like, okay, this is the tit for tat. This is where she takes Sandra off the board for Parvati. So happy that didn't happen. I'm so happy Phaedra thought even deeper strategically. Um, and Sandra's still here. Because I maintain she's going to be fun TV. Yeah. Uh, Phaedra and Sandra, they have a lot in common. They hate to run. Relatable content, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you do seem like a jogging type of guy. I'm not a big a jogger. Uh, maybe power walker. Oh, nice. <laughs> With the hips. <laughs> but not in a mall, right? Like outside? Uh, no, you probably won't find me on a mall anytime soon. I mean, I found you in a mall pretty recently. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> not eating boiled eggs, though. No, no, never. Mm-hmm. In public? Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the, did you like this challenge? Have you seen uh, Have you seen this breakdown before? So, I wa- so the second challenge on the UK this, se- this ongoing season was this bird call as well. And it plays the exact same. There were more of them. So they had split them into three, uh, to three teams of three as opposed to two teams of uh, three teams of two. So we had the exact same challenge. It plays the exact same way. Um, different birds, though. We didn't have a flap flap here, to my knowledge. We didn't get the flap flap bird here. Um, shout out Annabelle, uh, the pharaoh of flap flaps. But, Rob, so let's talk about this shield yes. real quick. Yeah. Because this ends up being a big part of the episode, obviously. Yes. So first of oh, all. Can I say shout out to Maximus' mom, who that one of the birds, I believe, was named Miriam. Yeah, the the the, t- the main one next to Alan at the start of the challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um. Rob, this just in, and I don't know if you knew this, but you definitely do now. Okay. Kevin and Sheree can't read a map to save their lives. Okay. And then they can't find that. They went for the shield first. They wasted half their time looking for this shield. We ultimately do get Bergy and Trishel finding the shield. And I'm just so happy that they did not reveal who has the shield. Yeah. I'm so glad. Now, there was a lot in the confessionals of Dan talking about like, oh, I'm going to use this against Janelle, that she's uh, that she's being an untrustworthy faithful. So uh, that this is I'm going to use this to my advantage. Yeah, which, again, having because if you don't have the shield, the second best thing is being part of a group that may have had it and then you're protected or you're assuming you're protected. Um, but I did feel like it was strange for Janelle to vocalize it at the end of the mission when Alan's like, does anyone want to say if they have the shield? You don't have to if you don't want to. I felt like silence would have been golden. I didn't think you needed to podium up and say, yeah, we have chosen to abstain. Yeah. Do you feel like that Janelle, by saying that sort of like uh, is now like front and center of the group? That's like, OK, well. She uh, take Janelle off the board. She may have the shield like she like she's like really like front and center of the shield having people. Well, it definitely helps if you're Janelle, like you do that. I think a lot of people automatically would assume that you may have it um, because they haven't seen you all talk and and say you're going to keep it a secret. So I would say a lot of people may have assumed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but after she says that, then, okay, Dan throws that out there and then, uh, we go back into the castle and Kevin is talking about bringing up Janelle at the round table. 
Bless his heart. Isn't he a handsome man? That Kevin. Good looking guy. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Not debatable. Mm-hmm. However, reads he does not have. No. Um, very poor on the reads here. Uh, Kevin is. And I feel like, again, what's funny to me is that you've got Kevin and Peter who clearly had some kind of a connection early. Remember, they had talked about, let's throw a vote on each other to make it seem like we have like a little beef going on. And you've got on one side of the coin, Peter, who is playing the detective role to perfection, is actively whittling it down to figure out who the traitors are. Then you have Kevin, who just off the seat of his pants, just throws a name out and is like, all right, this is the one we're going for today. Yeah. He felt like the Janelle was wrong too many times. Yeah, which again, I feel like the more likely thing is the people who are not fighting the wrongness are the ones that are more bad than the ones who are vocalizing names and everything. Mm -hmm. But also it's a name further ahead of you. That isn't you. And if you and Janelle aren't working together, that's not a bad move for you. Yeah. It just seems like a misunderstanding of how this game works. Yeah. Cause I mean, again, if you explain in confessional that like, yeah, I don't know if Janelle's bad or not, but, I, she's not a faithful that's working with me, so I have no interest in working with her. I don't think she takes me long to the end anyway. I don't think she'll vote with me. Those are all great reasons to vote out another faithful. If you're like, this is a faithful that's not going to work with me. But Kevin didn't say any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, he, unlike another Kevin, Kevin Martin, who was on Traders Canada this past season and really vocalized that, that I am looking to get to the end with traders that'll work with me. Uh, sorry, faithfuls that'll vote with me and not people that I can't influence. So... Yeah, for him, not so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Puya, we got where Janelle was really struggling. Uh, all of the traders voted against Janelle. Um, were you surprised by anything else at the round table? Um, I was actually not going to lie to you. I was very surprised at Kevin taking a shot at Kate mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, because Kate is obviously, she's just meeting everybody for the first time. Some familiar faces, some she doesn't know. What did he get on her for? Like, uh, Kate, are you even paying attention? Yeah, because Kate whispers over and says, yeah, yeah, you think Janelle's a traitor. (laughs) Which I feel like he was insulted that she she was able to make a tweet. Yeah, he's like, uh, that actually isn't what I was saying. Yeah, no, Kevin, your, your round table could have been an email yeah. and she, she said what the email was and you just didn't like that. He's like, no, actually yeah. I'm talking to John who yeah. thinks that we shouldn't look at him for being a traitor. Cause he's yeah. just a politician, uh, but then he's looking at me cause I'm an actor. I'm yeah. like, actor where? <laughs> actually what you were saying was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Cause all Kate did was say, what's the name of the guy who's talking right now? Mm-hmm. And he cuts her off immediately again. Something you'd like to share with the class, Miss Chassane? <laughs> you just met her. Imagine being like this for a first impression. This man is so getting banished at some point. They do not need to murder him. Leave him on. He'll he'll piss somebody off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Janelle, she gets the votes and she gets to stand up in the circle of truth to say... I'm a faithful, you idiots. Mm-hmm. That's the that best feeling, I think. Oh, that's the that's your moment right there. As a as a person who's banished, you get to get up and say, "Hey, dummies, you're wrong. Try again. See you in the future." And and she delivered that. I mean, obviously, on the heels of not only getting the majority votes, not and also, did you notice that they kept pointing out 
camera to Dan, who's smiling in the middle of all this. Dan, stop smiling, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure she noticed that too. And then Sandra's cussing her out. So I feel like she went light with idiot. I would have, like, I think if she could, she would have said more there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my favorite part of the show every week. Is people getting when up they there and banish the wrong flesh. person? It's like, you idiots. I love it. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> I want to ask for some questions from the chat. Uh, post your questions uh, for us here tonight. I had a couple other uh, funny moments uh, from yes. the episode. Um, let's see. Uh, did. Uh, we get uh, this one also where, okay, Phaedra has, uh, you know, Phaedra's reporting on the weather also uh, outside. She sits outside with MJ. Uh, the weather in, report in Scotland. My God, that wind is winding. Yeah, wind winding, I'm not mad at, but when when the wind is wind chilling, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like when it's wind chilling. I think MJ can only respond like, yeah. That, mm-hmm. The wind is winding today. Yeah, there's nothing else you can say to that prompt, Rob. <laughs> Absolutely. You're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, you're right. Oh, I feel it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The wind is winding. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I liked also when um, uh, we had the guests of the uh, fluffy pants from the forest that seemed to really tickle Alan. I did save a still of Alan saying... You got the Speaker of the House saying this to you. I can now die happy. I immediately print screened that. I was like, this stays in my computer for later use. Again, it was so funny to me that they had essentially elected John Burkow to be the one to give the answer every time. Mm-hmm. And and he said it with full confidence. Also, again, I talked about this in the, in the first batch we talked about in the first three episodes. But John is so formal that when he speaks his accusations, he's using way bigger words than he needs to. And it's just so funny to me, but he was articulating why Janelle is not bad in my opinion. And I, but then he boasts his credibility when it's like, well, who do you think it is? Well, I still think it's you, Kevin. It's like, all right, all right. Well, this guy, which also, can we talk about that? They're supposedly in the brochachos and, and John's still going for Kevin's neck. Or do you think this is a facade? Rob? No, no facade. I don't think John's doing a facade. <laughs> You know, they're in the blender, these guys. If if the they take a shot at Peter, I think if you take a shot at Peter, you dissolve the brochachos immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. He's yep. the glue. Yep. Uh, he's sort of like the Malcolm with like Eddie and Reynolds. And wow. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see our questions. All right. Um, a lot of stuff about what is Dan gonna do next um Rodolfo thinks that uh, do you think that Dan could throw out Phaedra's name at the round table next week I think he a hundred percent throws either Parv's name or Phaedra's name I think mm-hmm. that given that everyone seems to be there and no one's gonna get murdered I think his move is to say and I think it seems like he's gonna be like all right I've been holding on to a name for a while now, this is my name. Because if he's the way he's been building it up through the last four episodes, Rob, it there's no way that end of that sentence is anything but a traitor's name. It's just a matter of which of them is he going to end up throwing out. Now, obviously, to me, he's been working very closely with Parvati, and I don't think he would want to expend Parvati here. I think he'd want to go for Phaedra because he's been talking about how Phaedra is not his endgame plans. 
The question is, how does he put the target on her? Because he's going to have to work overtime to get there. So we'll see. Yeah. So let's take another question. Um, and uh, this is a question from Hunter who wants to know, is Dan intentionally uh, taking the shot at Berkey, knowing that it will miss freeing him up to hunt a fellow trader? I just, I can never really think that you're intentionally taking a safe shot. Because also, even if Pete's, uh, he's like, okay, yeah, you know what? Part We're right. Peter's uh, lying. He doesn't have the shield. You still don't know that Bergie does. Because it could easily be the group of Kevin and Sheree. Now, obviously, yeah. based on some of, the, uh, some of the words that Kevin used at the roundtable, you wouldn't imagine that he is smart enough to, to pull off a finesse like that on you. But I don't think you know who has it if you think Pete's lying. So I don't think so. Yeah, but Dan doesn't come away from the roundtable saying like, all right, I'm in big trouble, but I've got one last move up my sleeve. Like I've got something like uh, you thought the Dan's funeral was something. Wait till you see what I'm about to do. He comes mm -hmm. in saying like, hey, I listened to Parvati. I listened to Phaedra. Now I got to take this shot against the person I need to kill. Like, it doesn't seem like he's going for this bank shot off of Bergie to then uh, set up Parvati based off of how he's talking. Right. Now, the other thing I will say, and and I feel like this is possible, probably a nothing burger, um, nothing because Bergie. usually nothing Bergie, usually when no one gets murdered, it's one of two things. Either they took the shot at someone with the shield or the traders have recruited somebody. And there's not been a trader voted out yet. So you're probably not going to think that it was a recruitment. I'm curious if some people may think that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like given how much they've they've rammed Peter talking about this move, this masterclass move, I feel like that's really going to be what it's what is going to going to be at play here. Is that Peter's going to be like, "Well, I told three people this and this will happen." Mm -hmm. so. You know, it's interesting that uh Sandra seemed to think that Janelle got recruited. Yes, Sandra did say that she felt like it was Janelle and that Janelle switched up on them. But don't they tell um, them when they recruit somebody? Well, so they said, so at the end of the blindfolding oh. in the first episode, Alan said that the traders will be recruiting one more to join them tonight. Yeah. So they but had a whole I, day Sandra of interaction. It seemed like, okay, then. she was normal and now she got weird. I, mean, I don't I I don't know how much like you know how much there is to to look at there with Sandra. I mean I, I, at the end of the day she was just had, she had her name thrown out she's throwing some stuff back right so mm -hmm. yeah okay <laughs> all right um let's see uh Kelly also where is Dr. Will? Well that, I think we now we're not going to see Janelle in the house with Dr. Will? No, the reunion is dead, Rob. The reunion is dead and a lot of people well, are going to be, be sad at the about reunion. it. Oh, uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd be into it. Uh, here's the thing. So I did notice. So obviously, a lot of people a couple weeks ago found out that oh my god, Kate's going to be on the show, and Doctor Will is making an appearance in a challenge as a guest host. That trailer that they had made available on YouTube got privated that same day. I think that was a mistake. I don't think they were supposed to show us that because now you know why would you advertise that if that's not going to come for for a while here. So mm -hmm. that's what I have to say about that. The, Do you know they I showed the wrong episode of The Floor in a lot of places this week? 
Really? Yes. Like they showed an episode ahead? They showed like four episodes ahead. What? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are like, wait, I don't understand. What happened? Like, why was, Why did they show it? Why is this episode eight? And there's like, oh, we put the wrong episode on. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Dr. Will is going to be a guest host for one of the missions in the future. We currently do not know which mission. Yeah. How Let's many see. episodes are left? This was episode five. Are there only 10? Um, it could be between 10 to 12. I believe we had the number somewhere. I'd have to double check. Um, mm-hmm. with, because we have we ultimately have 22 people with the addition of Kate and also... Sam Moore says it's 11. Okay. Well, there we go. That's the Sam sweet Moore spot Sam Moore said right we go there. to 11. Okay. So six more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't know if uh, that's The traders saw their shadow, not. everybody. Six more weeks of traders. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So yeah, I did. I want to say real quick, stop down and talk about Kate coming in late because this is not a thing we've seen on any other franchise. So kudos to the Traders US for trying something different. And I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at adding an extra person at what final 14, final 15. I don't think this is that this is bad at all. I think it's fun. I think it change is a bit of a change. And ultimately, it's not like you're bringing right. a new person and immediately putting them in the trader seat, also, right? Can, can we, can we like bring it in for a second? Just like Kate's, Kate's not really even good at the traders, right? Whoa, whoa, right, Rob. I mean, I mean she's good TV. Yeah, so there she's good on the traders. Right, at the traders is what you're saying. Good no. at the traders. Rob, I feel like... Hold on. I mean, you, I, let me look at the chat. Am I getting canceled? No, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Actually, nope, you're not fine. <laughs> Here's what I will say, Rob. I feel like... I like her on the show. Mm-hmm. But you're saying like reads why? She doesn't have good reads? Yeah. Like as in she's not... <laughs> like is bad at the game. I feel like she got in her season. I feel like she got in a very unfortunate spot where... Multiple people were looking at her constantly. Her word ended up being like she was basically like an afterthought. Right. And she was still delivering TV, but there was no weight to what she was saying because the game players were not game playing. Yeah. They were game following. I mean, I guess we could see what happens this season. I, I think there's plenty of potential to be had here. Um, and I think it'll be, she'll be fireworks at the round table. My dream is that Kate gets recruited no matter who's the first trader ba- uh, banished. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Cause you know, she did have the moment where she said, I kind of wish I was a trader. And I was like, I do too. So let's get that to happen. That'd be great. Um, now that all being said, I was about to say something and I forgot. That's fine. It's fine. It's late. Not for you. Rob, it's 11 p. Yeah, this is, come on. It ain't late. Yeah. You can do, go all do, night, Do you know how many hours it's been since I've had a boiled egg? Okay. Uh, hey, hey, heat up the pot. Let's go. <laughs> Get your saucepan ready. Throw some eggs in there. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> how about Cricket wants to know, was it not confusing for MJ to say, I also was suspicious of Dan, then go immediately and turn things into Janelle? MJ was her and Larsa we're beating the drum that mm-hmm. I think it's Dan. Dan is too quiet. He doesn't say anything. Larsa gets banished. And MJ's like, eh, guess it's not Dan. So from where I was standing, obviously Larsa and MJ were both the Dan votes and they were both looking at Dan. Larsa goes 
And now son and Larsa was a very vocal person who was getting results uh, on, on, you know, getting what she wanted a little bit. Now Janelle has that power. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she did say, I suspected Dan, but Janelle's beating the drum and she's being very cutthroat doing it. Is that a sign of a traitor? And she kind of let it like a question of like, is that a thing traitors would do? Uh, the short answer is probably no, for the most part, nine times out of 10, not the traitor's not going to be doing all that. Yeah. But I feel like this was also a, well, I don't, suddenly you're throwing this name out when it's convenient. When I said, Dan, you said Larsa, it wasn't Larsa. And now you want Dan? I don't think so. <laughs> Once these faithful start to crack just a little bit, everybody's like, ah, we got them. We got them. Like, you cannot, like, lose your calls. Like, oh, really? If I was a traitor, then why would I be saying this? Why would I be looking at you? It doesn't make sense. It's like, ah, you go home. That's your traitor. That's tra- classic traitor behavior. I'm so here for when they inevitably get a traitor. That celebration with this cast is going to be money. I'm very excited for that moment to come. But Rob, I, I, are we taking more questions? Yes, I think so. Okay, cool, cool. But let me know after questions before we wrap up because I have a couple things I want to ask you okay. myself. Is it a game? No, no. Okay. All right. Depends. Are they personal questions? No, no, okay. don't worry. Your your the rest of your food intake is under wraps. I'm not asking you more. I'm an about open that. book, Puya. People just don't like what's inside. That's nonsense. I love everything that's inside mm-hmm. and outside. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Um, do you think Peter and Kevin are still working together and trying to look like they are not? I think so. I mean, it, I don't know how much they're trying to look like they're not to me. I think it they feels look like very- they are. Yeah, but I mean, they are on opposite sides of names they're throwing out there. But I think even if they've not really checked in in a while, I don't think either of them are looking at each other as anything but allies right now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Cricket says, was Phaedra voting out Janelle bad for her game? Considering Janelle said last week that she was 100% trusted Phaedra out of anyone here and said she'd never suspect a housewife. I think, well, to be clear, it felt like Janelle was never suspecting a housewife because she just doesn't see them as strategic and doesn't think they would be able to mastermind anything. Uh, That being said, I feel like it really came down to one of two things here. And the vote, there were no other votes. It was all votes on Dan or all votes on Janelle. And I, the vibe I'm getting right now is Phaedra really wants to keep the traders intact as of right now. Mm -hmm. So there was no way she was going to vote against Dan there. Now, if next week Dan throws out Phaedra's name and Phaedra somehow gets banished, of course, she's going to regret this decision. But also the votes were never on Dan there. So I think just being in the majority works for her here. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about Nolan wants to know. Which faithful do you think would benefit from being recruited to turn their game around for the better? That's Is that like a Bowie Jane question? <laughs> you would love that, wouldn't you, Rob? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we have a question from uh, Bowie Jane. How did your game change for, I'm going to say the better, when you joined the Traders. Mafia with Matt and I? Really didn't leave that in 2023, Rob, did we? No. Huh? Hmm. Okay, okay. Just checking, just checking. Okay, I love the phrasing of this question because specifically we're talking about which faithfuls would have their game be better. So because I truly think CT and Sandra playing a flawless faithful game, I don't think you need to worry about them getting recruited. Specifically, let's look at some of the other people who might be struggling a little bit. Um, I don't think John could 
handle being a trader. So not John. No. I think Kevin would just be literal scapegoat to get immediately booted. I think low key Peter is a huge candidate for getting murdered soon. So it would help him out if he's not uh, available for that. Um, who else? Who else are we missing? I guess Trishel is someone who's also a faithful at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do you have a name, Rob? Of somebody f- uh, to recruit? Um, yeah, who's, who would benefit from a recruitment based on where their placement is right now as a faithful? I mean, I think any of them uh, would just, uh, be, it would be so much better to be a trader. I mean, so honestly, much there. yeah, I guess the answer for this is if you are a faithful who's on the shortlist of banishment and your name is coming up soon, getting uh, getting picked up is is great because at least now you can put all your energy to like not get banished. Uh, because again, you get to skip the murders out. But um, uh, I think again, if you're asking for the better, there's specific people you can look at. Personal wish list, there's quite a few. I honestly am really enjoying this cast, and I think there's some people I'd prefer to see more as a trader than than others. But you're not really. There's only like a couple wrong decisions here if you're gonna pick someone to be a trader. For okay, me. you want to talk some Bergy? Let's do it. Okay. Um, how about uh where's uh I had a question of here about uh Juicy J is Bergie a good person to recruit? Um depends. If Dan leaves, yes. Um because right now I feel like again Bergie is in a good place with with his faithfulness. I think he's he's under Sandra's wing is the way I've been seeing it and I feel like he's really growing into his own. For the traders, I think he's a good pickup because I also don't see him being a backstabber. I think he'll be loyal to them and he might crumble. I don't know fully yet, but I think he would be an interesting recruitment. Okay. Cupcakes are nice, a.k.a. Sarah Cupcakes. Uh, Does Bergie have the potential to have the greatest character arc in a single season of reality TV? Mother of hyperbole. What? We've seen five episodes. We've only really seen him in one and a half episodes. The one challenge that he beasted. Remember with the when he couldn't get out of being tied up? Yeah, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Are we saying like growth arc, like from zero to hero? Yeah, maybe to be the winner. Let's see if he spearheads a, a heroic move. As mm-hmm. of right now, eh, you know, it's, he's he's improved. It's a net positive. So I mm-hmm. think that's good. Yeah. Was that part of the plan for Bergy to tell Dan like, uh, like oh, I'm going to keep writing your name down? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there was a plan there. Because what's the plan? You say that. Okay, I guess it. Because he has the shield. He's like, is he trying to pull oh. the trader's attention on them? Like, does, Ber- does Bergy know that Dan is a traitor? Is like, I'm going to antagonize him. And so he ends up wanting to come in and kill me. And I've got the shield. And the po- Pilot the- Pete's plotted in the course. <laughs> This is the Polly Califiori tactic of rattling someone, Rob. Yeah. Is this what you're citing? Yep. Listen, maybe, maybe his mind, you know, we could never. That being said, I think it's, it's even if he didn't have the shield, this is not a bad thing to do because more often than not, if you tell a trader who somebody you're suspecting to be a trader of either publicly or, or say it around some people that like, I think it's you. I'm still suspicious of you. That'll make them too scared to murder you because it'll come back to you. People will look at you. So that's kind of a not a bad failsafe. 
But have I seen enough from Bergy to yeah. believe that his mind is working that way? No, but it's more acceptable and possible to me now than it was episode one. Okay. Um, HFG wants to know, do Phaedra and Parv, especially Parv, need to throw Dan under the bus to save themselves? We haven't talked a lot about Parv tonight. I mean, she the show didn't even really give us a lot of Parv. It was very silent. You know, some some thoughts, some squinting. Beyond that, not a lot. Not a lot, Rob. Rob, next week, get the headband. Oh. (laughs) That's the move. See, it's like, I have to like, it's like I'm making hidden immunity idols. I have to like steal things from like my wife and kids so they don't notice them. So I have these like (laughs) costumes for during the week. Hey, it's for the, it's for the business. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just saying if, uh, you know. If my wife found out that I was taking her headbands and wearing them on podcasts, it wouldn't go great. Well, we'll just bu- we'll buy you a new one, Rob. Oh, okay. Yeah. You wear it, and then the show ends, and you're like, hey, I got a gift for you. Here's a headband. <laughs> Why is it stretched out? Okay. <laughs> um, what was the question? Julie oh. wants to know. Uh, please. Wait, we didn't answer the oh. previous one with Parvati. Uh, Should they take so- a shot at Dan? So that's the thing, right? We, we've we talked about this before with the traders. At some point, you have to feed the faithfuls. And right now is not a bad time because you've taken eight. Well, you would have taken eight faithfuls if your shot lands here with the murder. It's not a bad time to turn on one. And especially on one that enough people are already looking at, you can push and kind of be on the right side of history. It's a good shout. Parvati is very loyal to her friends and the people like mm-hmm. unless she unless she has been crossed, I, I cannot recall a time that she turned on a person that was working with her. Like I that that to me, that's just not in her arsenal of playing Survivor. Well, the thing is, too, they we've watched like specifically the Dan and Parv alliance in the Traders turret. We've seen it play out with the chalice, we've seen them talk game inside the castle in at the turret i feel like she's definitely loyal to him but i truly think this is a good time for her and phaedra to really put everything down and just take him out because there's enough going there and i again i think you want to be at the right side of history for this one and as long as you're not like the most vocal pushing it no one can be like well that was suspicious that you thought it was dan um because you're not like the poster for it because if you're Mm -hmm. the poster for it some people might be like it seems like you were way too confident it was Dan. You probably knew because you're also a traitor. Let's vote you out as well. Okay. And then let's do uh, one more question. And uh, let's do one from Julie who says, please talk about how you think that they could get Pete out. It's going to be tough. Um, well, I mean, you just murder him next time, right? As long as he doesn't have the shield next time, I think he's almost a guarantee to be murdered, especially if his plan does result in a trader going out here, um, he's the best pick to get rid of. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a word. I mean, imagine Rob, this actually leads me great to our segue of, of stuff. I wanted to ask you, do you think a trader gets banished next episode? Prediction time. Let's see. Um, I'll say no. Okay. Interesting. So then who do you, okay, not who do you think, that's still too specific, but that's the big question going into the next episode for me, given that it seems like, and unless they did tricks with the editing or they picked a still from something Mm -hmm. else or whatever, 
if they truly fail to get out of faithful and the shield gate ends up becoming a big conversation, it really feels like a traitor is going to go for me. And the question is, who are the three people? They Parvati, Dan, and who was the third person they told? A CT. CT. Hmm. Yeah. So it also leads to how much do people listen to Pete here? Because Pete will have told a bu- he's told a bunch of people what his plan was, but does the plan play out? Do they see that? Do they find him sketchy? That could be a conversation to look at. Also, no matter because I think it was a blunder to go this route for Dan, but also I know that Dan plays his best when he is back against the wall. We've seen him do some wild things. So I don't think he's going to go down without a fight. So I'm curious what the fight looks like. I'm curious how they play it out. Is he going to blindside the person at the round table? Is he going to start putting information out? It comes back to them. There's a lot of intrigue going into episode six, and I'm so excited for when we get there. Okay. All right. Monday night, we'll get back together for some traders feedback. That's going to be at robinswebsite.com slash traders feedback. If you want to send us your questions between now and then. And the thing that I really loved about our feedback show was that we also got into all of the mess from social media. I love it so much. It keeps me coming back mm-hmm. to the godforsaken Twitter, aka X. It's so good. And if there's one thing I learned looking through social media last week, Rob, is that this cast is going to keep it coming. Yeah. I think they're going to keep the same energy. And I think with the more and more things we see, the more and more things they speak on, which causes some more drama, maybe. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's basically, yeah, I don't know. We This is our exercise, Rob. We need to figure out what the that segment should be called. What's yeah. a traitor-themed, slop-themed, the Let boiled eggs? Know. Let us <laughs> know. No, 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 no. <laughs> Boy, and uh, if I wake up, and see, like, Janelle was on, like, Johnny Banana's podcast. Like, Dan, just stay in bed all weekend. Don't even go online. <laughs> Mute the hashtag. <laughs> Mute the hashtag. But yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see. Try to see if they can, you can get one of those, like, uh, 24-hour solitary confinements. Mm-hmm. Um, one last question for you, Rob. Can you... Tell me who you think the safe is. Give me your power ranking of the three traders at the moment. Um, I think Phaedra is uh, safest. Number I one. Think, I think uh, Poverty is two, and I'll say Dan is three. Same. Same. I And that's the thing for me. I feel like a lot of people are looking at this upcoming week and thinking, well, Dan's going to throw one of the traders under the bus to survive. And while I do agree with that, I still don't think he's safe. Like, I still truly feel the like- The wind is I, winding pretty hard, Dan. Yeah, and I really don't know if he's he's going to survive like two episodes. But again, we've seen wilder things on the traders. We've seen people who we didn't expect to survive make it all the way to the end. Could this happen again? Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, one thing's for sure, traders is going to deliver. It's been a lot of fun so far, and I, I don't doubt next week's going to be just as good. Yeah. Season two, has it been better than season one? I think so. I think so. I don't want to confuse like like, the outcome for the ride or the ride. I feel like that uh, pound for pound, I think season two has been better than season one. We may not get a winner that is as popular as season one. It would be hard pressed. I think though. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the winner for season one, first of all, is when you're ranking all the winners, I think is pretty high, if not number one. But I think the the fact that we moved away from this half and half cast and half the cast doesn't know anybody and are in the dark and the other half kind of know some people making them all reality people or all newbie was the move. They made them all reality. They know how to deliver TV. That's been fun. I think the faithfuls are smarter here. 
than they ever were on the other uh, season. And I think it's very fun to watch traders who are playing really well, traders who are struggling, and especially right now with someone like Dan, someone who I think a lot of people came into the show excited to see or curious to see how he comes out of retirement to do and seeing him not play a perfect 1000% game and being able to talk and break it down is enticing. And also knowing that he's someone who's capable and seeing how he tries to fix blunders along the way is intriguing as well. Okay. All right. Puya, anything else you want to say about Traders Episode 5? Nope. I think we'll have lots to talk about again later on once we get everyone's questions for the feedback show. But as of tonight, I think we're good. I think we're sorted. Okay. Um, what's coming up for you? Well, uh, Traders UK will be wrapping up this week, I believe. Um, and I, myself and Annabelle will be talking about that. So that'll be good. Check that out. Also, it's a busy week weekend for me, Rob. I've got three weekdays, uh, three days for the week left and three streams coming uh, including a big 12-hour like stream marathon. on Saturday. Yeah. From noon to midnight Saturday, I'm going to be live on stream. We're going to have a bunch of ideas to work through and do. I'm very excited. It should be a lot of fun. So you can check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I will be there. And uh, 90 Day Fiance, I had Sasha on with me this week to talk all about all of that on the Hot Mess Express. And uh, that's... Oh, and I was on the Wrestling Wrap-Up uh, yep. last Royal night. Royal Rumble with- on Saturday. I'm pumped. I made the mistake of forgetting that they do their PLEs on Saturday now. So no spoilers if you come to my chat on Saturday, but I'm very excited to watch it after the fact is a treat. Okay. All right. And then Chappelle and I have been following the Netflix show, The Trust. We have now uh, recapped all three weeks. Uh, We also recorded an interview with one of the players, uh, Mama J, not the Mama J from Survivor this past season, (laughs) a different Mama J. uh, With Chappelle and I talked to her. She was... uh, Pretty uh, pretty wild to talk to. So uh, we're going to have that interview posted. Plus, I spoke with Katora from Survivor uh, earlier this week as well. So all that is there at robinswebsitecom slash subscribe. Hey, thanks for joining us here. Uh, nice turnout uh, here watching Traders live. About 2,000 people here on a Traders Thursday night. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming out and uh, spending some time with us. We always appreciate a thumbs up too when you watch us live. So thank you so much for being here with us. And we'll do it again next Thursday night and have a feedback show and Janelle coming up on Monday. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.